Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I'm Meg Walter in studio with Eli McCann and on the phone with Jordan Kennedy of the Girl Meets Show podcast. Jordan, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, I'm so excited. Thanks so much for having me. We're so thrilled to have you here. Why don't you tell us what you've been watching? So right now it's all about succession for me. I'm like (laughs) rewatching succession, Mm. getting ready for the finale. Like it's all I think about. (laughs) So I thought last week was the finale and it ended and I was like, what? And then I was so relieved to learn we have two more episodes, right? Two more? Now I don't know. I thought the finale was this weekend. I think it's two more is what I saw. Okay. Well, I'm glad. Even though, I mean, you don't want to end on the high note of Kendall's rap career. Oh, <laughs> L to the OG. Oh, geez. That was so uncomfortable to watch. I, oh my gosh. I saw some people, on, like some NPR critics talking about it on Twitter right before I started the episode. And they were like, oh my gosh, that was worse than Bore on the Floor. <laughs> like, okay, what is going on? Like, I was, I was kind of bracing myself for something super traumatic, and I did not see that coming at all. It was super was traumatic. So crazy. Yeah. It really was. It was so cringy. But, like, did I kind of like the song? I mean, a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. made it more cringy. Like, oh, my gosh. How, how do you guys think season two is holding up against season one? I mean, I'm enjoying it even more. You are? Yeah. How about you, Jordan? I think I am, too. I, um... It took me a few episodes to really get into season one. Um, mm. It was like once I finally started like pitying the characters more, I think I was like, okay, like I like loving this and I love hate this family. <laughs> this season, I like that every episode has had like kind of a like some crazy, uncomfortable, shocking moment mm. that. Um, like it was, it's like literally every episode has kind of blown my mind. I think I like this season more. Okay. Uh, it's interesting you bring up the pity because the first time I felt pity for them was I think last week when you meet their mom, mm. and you're like, oh, oh, yeah, that's why they are the way they are. Well, what what about the mom made you think that when she, you know, Kendall wants to tell her of yeah. this hard thing, and she's like, let's just talk about it in the morning, and yeah. then she leaves Ditches. a note saying, see ya. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And he's just sitting there so sad. So, oh, my gosh. I just want to give Kendall a hug. Like, he's a terrible human, <laughs> but he mm-hmm. needs... I feel like love would fix him. <laughs> he's the only one whom love might fix in that show. The rest of them are just... Cousin Greg. <laughs> Cousin... Cousin Greg is a perfect human. <laughs> Cousin Greg is a disaster <laughs> of a human. Oh, my gosh. Poor Greg. <laughs> he's the best. Jordan, what else have you been watching? Um, you know, I did watch this weekend... Um, the politician uh, okay Murphy okay show, what do you, what do you think I, I didn't love it did like, you like glee hardly at all hmm. you know i liked the first season of glee hmm. um back in the day i i've been like kind of curious like kind of curious and scared to go back and rewatch it and see how i feel about it but <laughs> i don't know i just i have such a love hate thing with ryan murphy in general yeah um what else and, has he done yeah. besides glee american horror story oh yeah yeah, and he does the American Crime Stories, okay. that kind of series. And I actually think those are his best things. But, but I think it's probably because they're based on true stories, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, he produced the O.J. Simpson one, but he didn't direct it. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I... Which, you go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say that's probably why I liked that one so much. Exactly. Because, like, he's involved, but he doesn't have such a huge... Uh, 
stake in the as in things like with writing and directing everything. Um, Did either of you guys watch the politician? I watched. Yes, I watched no. the first episode and hated it pretty bad. <laughs> um, it's like yeah, it's like it's Glee, but it, like his whole like I'm gonna shock you. I'm going to make fun of the left, but then I'm also going to include like some really heavy subject material. But this is a comedy and this is starring 30 year olds who are supposed to be in high school. Like it's just it's it's way too Ryan Murphy for me. That's what to his, handle. The problem with Ryan Murphy is mm-hmm. I feel like his stuff has tone problems, like weird tone shifts constantly and then inconsistent plot lines. And so I just yes. it's like schizophrenic. I, I can't stand watching his stuff because I'm like, this doesn't make sense. And you're shifting like from scene to scene and sometimes within scenes on tone to a degree that I can't accept. Yeah. And so then I just end up frustrated the whole time. I mean, I could go on all day about how mm-hmm. much I hated Glee for all of those reasons and more. But like Glee is the, the farther the farther on you went in that show, the worse that got to the point where characters would you would come back from a commercial break and a character would say something that was like directly opposite of what they had said right before the commercial break without any acknowledgement that they had completely changed their character. Right. And I was just yes. I, I don't know oh, if it's if he's like a scattered person or he just hires people who are scattered but there's some kind of disorganization going on with that guy yeah the fact that his career has been as prolific as it has been is a real strange it's a real mystery yeah (laughs) it really is true i feel like i mean i couldn't agree more that sums it up so much better than like i've tried to explain it and i just (laughs) can't and so but the tone shift really is the problem because i feel like even if he gets you to get attached to some characters like, how can we stay attached to them when they com- act completely out of character from second to second? It's so frustrating. <laughs> yeah. And I also feel so, like he's yeah. like, I dare you to laugh at this. It's just like, it really, yes. there's enough and stress you know, in the world. Now it feels, yeah, exactly. And now I feel like it even feels dated because I feel like other shows are doing this in like way better ways than your shows are doing it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Anything else? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, those are the main ones for me right now, as far as new stuff goes. Eli, what have you been watching? All right. So as we know, I never give up on anything. (laughs) I never give up on a show, no matter how bad it gets. Did you give up on Glee? I, I never really started Glee. Like I, I, I caught, I spot checked Glee. You weren't a watcher. I wasn't a a watcher, but once I become a watcher of a show, I never give up on it, no matter how bad it gets. Which is why last night I played the first episode of the 11th and what will be the final season of Modern Family. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe that that show is still on? True story. This morning I was thinking, is Modern Family still on? (laughs) 11 seasons. That show has made it 11 seasons. So I started watching it. And it was like two minutes in, and Skyler walked into the room, looked at the TV for a second, and he said, why are you watching the Disney Channel? <laughs> because it looks like a TV show from the Disney Channel. It is so bad. And the thing is, I don't know why I ever became a watcher in the first place, because I never really loved the show, but it was just kind of like a thing that was just barely funny enough for me that I was able to pay attention to it. Right. And then it just like season after season kept coming on. And I was like, well, I better watch it because it's the show I watch, you know. (laughs) And so I'm very relieved that it's finally ending. And the 
the kids in that show were bad actors to begin with, but they were all children and they never got better. Oh, shoot. So now they're adults who are as bad as they were when they were eight. And it is so cringy to watch. You kind you kind of get the sense that the writers gave up a few years ago, and they've started like recycling plot lines. They just have a bot doing all the writing, oh, kind, <laughs> kind of, and like all of the lines are spoken as though they're like in a stage production. It is just, I mean, you should just go like pop in for like three minutes to see what I'm talking about. It is really bad, but you know, America's still watching it. I guess sure, yeah. Um, besides Modern Family, I've been. I'm on season six of The Office on my, like, 900th rewatch. Jordan, are you an Office viewer? I am, like, a seasons one through three Office viewer, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I still like season four is when it starts to kind of fall apart a little. Eli disagrees. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I disagree. Oh. I think think seasons two through four are peak Office, but I thought the show was excellent all the way through at the end. Um, except I, I did watch the finale. I did enjoy yeah. the finale. Yeah, the finale is but. is one of the better comedy finales I've ever seen. The um, series of episodes with Will Ferrell those can go like into the garbage. I never need to see any of those. I always skip them when I am rewatching The Office, and I think Will Ferrell should not be on my television at any point ever. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> I can't stand the guy. I think he is so annoying, and I think he is the worst in The Office. Um, and then other than uh, what we're going to talk about today, that's all I've been watching. Great. So uh, I've got a few things, Eli, because it's been a couple weeks since we met. Uh, I'm going to get through them quickly. Uh, There's a series on Netflix called Unbelievable um, about some detectives who work on the case of a serial rapist in Washington and Colorado. Uh, Really recommend it. It was really great. Um, Tony Collette is in it. Hmm. She does a really great Mm. job. Um, I love her. Right. I'm like trying to like talk myself into being brave enough to see Hereditary just because I like Tony Collette oh, so much. Yeah. Oh yeah, and she is really amazing. Okay, you've seen Hereditary. <laughs> I have seen Hereditary. Am I gonna ever sleep again if I watch Hereditary? Um, you know, I think so. I but I am weird with scary movies where they don't like linger with me. I'm scared while I'm watching them, mm. but they don't like give me nightmares or anything. And that one does. I mean, it's just very, there's like such an intensity in it yeah. that it makes it kind of disturbing. Did either of you guys see Midsummer? No. No, I want to, though. Because it's from that same guy. Oh, my gosh. Ari Aster, Ari something, right? yeah. I want to say Ad Astra, but it's something very similar to that. Okay. But um, I did think Hereditary was better than Midsummer. Okay. Um, but, I mean, if you're going in already loving Tony Collette, then I feel like you got to watch it. Well, but you could watch it, like, in the day. <laughs> you know, Meg, with my phone out. <laughs> Meg is still in therapy yeah. over E.T., so That's I don't true. know that... E.T. Oh. messed me up. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're like, maybe, maybe set this one up. Um, there um, might be a need to work up to that. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll just read the Wikipedia page again. Um, yeah. The guy who writes This Is Us, which is, Mm. no argument, the worst show on television, (laughs) wrote a movie uh, that was named the worst movie of 2018. Is it just a two-hour monologue? Pretty much. It was named the worst movie of 2018, and it's called Life Itself. Oh, no. I watched Mm, this movie. I did see... You watched that. I watched this movie because... 
I just wanted to know for myself how bad it is, and it exceeded my expectations. It is the worst movie I have ever seen. Tell, tell us about it. So, oh my gosh. Usually a bad movie, you're like, oh, they have a low budget. Like, these yeah. actors are terrible. I'm enjoying this train wreck. This is so bad. This has Olivia Wilde, mm. Oscar Isaac, Annette Benning, Mandy Patinkin, um, Antonio oh Banderas, like what? an A-list cast. Production value is super high, super great. It is the most obnoxious. I would m- groan every time characters came back on screen, oh, like because no. I just did not want to hear what they had to say. Because what they had to say was always twenty-minute monologues about yeah. how their love is the greatest love that's ever existed, and they know everything uh. there is to know about life. And it's also a horror movie, like, spoiler, but everyone you love dies. Like, it's pretty much a horror movie. Anyway, check out Life Itself. Why do people watch This Is Us? (laughs) Because that's all This Is Us is without the dying. Well, actually, they die in that, too. Yeah. Is it just This Is Us, the movie? I haven't watched This Is Us. You are blessed. It is so bad. It is so every time I see it. Oh, we we should probably talk about the Emmys for a second because they happened. But oh, every eh. time every time I see that all the acclaim that they get and awards they get with uh, Emmy awards that they get, I just like I'm like, what is wrong with this world? How is this still happening? Um, yeah, uh, time for our annual complaint. By the way, that the Emmys happened and we didn't even realize it because. I swear it happens like 15 times a year. But Fleabag won a bunch of stuff. Yeah, Fleabag won a bunch of stuff, which is great. Um, but Moira Rose, our, our Moira snubbed. Rose on Schitt's Creek, snubbed. Um, she got a, she got a nomination, but she lost out to the Fleabag uh, woman. I mean, I kind, of, kind of agree with that. I know, but I just need Catherine O'Hara to get... Uh, she needs she needs an award for what we she's doing in that show. We will make her an award she and mail it to her. She's, uh, Has I, she ever won any award? I don't know of any Emmy or Oscar. Maybe that she's ever Canadian won. awards. Yeah, but the thing about the mm, the Moira true. Rose character is it is so incredibly unique. Like she invented a character that is unlike any character I have ever seen in anything, and she nails it. And so she needs to get like some kind of recognition sure. for that. Um, it's it feels like. It feels like how I felt about Titus in The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. It was so obnoxious to me that he kept losing out to, like, Alec, Alec Baldwin doing an impression of Donald Trump. Well, yeah. When, like, Titus mm. was creating this character that was, like, unlike anything we had ever seen and nailing it. So, anyway, that's what I think about that. Yeah. Uh, L- Julia Louis-Dreyfus did not sweep. I know. She almost got it, but then Fleabags uh, stepped in, and so she she won the Emmy for Best Actress in a Comedy Every year that Veep was on, except for the final season. I mean, Fleabag's really good. Yes, it is. I have one more thing, okay, and then sorry. we'll jump in. Uh, Jordan, how are you on time? Um, I'm good. I'm okay, good. great. Uh, I also had never seen Aaron Brockovich. <gasps> what? I watched Aaron Brockovich, Ooh. and it's bomb, right? I loved Aaron Brockovich. It's so good. Even with like the '90s music cues, you know, we're like, oh, I'm supposed to feel something now. Like mm-hmm. it was like a really mm-hmm. enjoyable movie. I did not realize Steven Soderbergh was a director. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a very enjoyable watch, and Julia Roberts is legit. She's amazing in it. She's so oh, good. She's so 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 good in that. Oh my gosh. She she's deserved so that Academy Award. That that's one totally. of the few movies I could never get sick of watching. 
it's just like I like having it on the on in the background. I like seeing her on screen. She's like she's charismatic in this way that you just like can't take her your eyes off of her. I just love that movie. Totally. Totally. And I feel like she's different in that than she is in other things, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I want that I want more of that Julia Roberts. What's she doing yeah, now? I agree. I feel like she's just living life now. Ben mm-hmm. is back cuz yeah, she was like she bored. Was in- yeah, she was in Homecoming. That oh, show. that's right. That yeah. was good. She does yeah, like she diamond really commercials. Diamond commercials. I saw her in like that jewelry commercial where she doesn't say anything. Anyway. Good, good for her. If I yeah. could just like be Julia Roberts and get money for not saying anything, I'd sure. 100%. All right, Jordan, we let you pick our topic today, and I feel like you made a really good choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking about that thing you do, a.k.a. I wonder what happened to the O'Neaters. Yes. <laughs> tell, us why, tell us why this movie means a lot to you and why you chose it for today. That thing you do is, it's one of those movies that our family watched a ton growing up, mm-hmm. and like we can just say weird, weird lines to each other. But it also really holds up like not all of our family movies always do, you know, (laughs) those kind of 90s ones. Like, I'll still watch this. I can watch it in a group. I'll watch it by myself. And it just, like, brings me, like, pure, pure joy, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So fun. I love walking around with a song stuck in my head. Like, I just just think it's amazing. And I... um, like some of these actors, I'm like, where are, where is Guy Patterson? Where is Steve Zahn? Okay. Like, we need to talk I about Steve just... Zahn. Steve Zahn should be in every movie. Yes. Steve Zahn really in should. this movie is the performance of the century. The, this and within a year of this was You've Got Mail. Yeah. And he was one of the best uh, parts of You've Got Mail. Where did he go? I don't know. Is he still where, acting? I feel, like, I feel like I see him sometimes in like, if I randomly see a preview for like, a kids movie he's playing the dad which <laughs> oh, I hate is that. very confusing yeah. to me yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and he still looks good like he looks cute so i just don't know why he's not in more comedies now because he's so funny every time steve zahn was on screen i was laughing he's the best part of this movie by oh, far um, he is he is i i want to say guy patterson is he is a freaking weird character why he's just <laughs> The I, what is the deal with the I am Spartacus stuff? I like want to punch him in the face when he well, says that. Was that a jazz thing? I Jordan, don't do you know? No, I think it's a reference to like the old movie Spartacus. Is that what right? it is? Was that around the what same I've time? Seen? No, I think it's from like oh well, it must have been maybe when it was set because that's like an old movie. But I'm kind of just basing that off. Um, the scenes I've seen of Spartacus and Clueless, mm. so I'm not totally oh, sure. That's, <laughs> that's yeah, <right. laughs> it might. <laughs> I'm watching. Oh, we should do Clueless. Um, okay. And then, and then, and hot take. I, I don't think that actor is very good at this. No, shut your I mouth. I think he delivers no. his lines in a weird way. And Tom Everett Scott is perfect. I think he's oh, not I good at this. Him. I think that you're I like wrong. I that he's like this weird, like, idiosyncratic guy. You know, because it kind of feels real to me that like, he's just like, like, he just has all these weird hobbies that other people don't understand, clearly, you know? Yeah. I have a question. How old are these people supposed to be? Well, I just, Ooh. this doesn't really answer your question, but just, I just looked this up. Steve Zahn is 51 now. 
So this was 20 years ago, yeah, right? Yeah. So he was 30. But I their characters are what? Are they after college? I think they're supposed to be just post high school. Really? I think so. Oh, well, but some of them, but some of them were in like uh, the military. And I thought like they so I they I were in a high school fraternity. Oh, were they? I I don't know. Early 20s. Early mm. okay. Probably. I'm comfortable with early 20s. Yeah. And they fit. They look really young. Everyone looks so young in this. I did not remember that Shirley's Throne was in this. I know. Isn't that? This was her first movie. And I think. It, Wait, is that right? Her first movie ever? Wait, maybe I'm thinking of Tom Everett Scott. It was one of her earliest movies. For sure it is. And she has a, a relatively small part in this. I would not have recognized her. She looks so different than to me, but I saw her name pop up on the screen as it was starting. I was like... What? It's such a delight when she shows up, and she's so great in it. Also, I'm a little bit on her side, maybe because I hate the boyfriend so much. (laughs) I think he's so annoying. But like every time, I remember watching it as a kid and being like, oh, she's the worst because she doesn't understand his music. But then on my rewatch last night, I was like, oh, he's really annoying, and he never asks her about herself at all. I will say this. (laughs) When we were dating, I would go see Steven play in bars because he was a drummer Uh and it was the worst (laughs) it was the worst i know it's i was i just felt for her in this and then when she found the hot dentist i was like you go go forth and serve but i do like that like it's not like a big blowout breakup it's just kind of like they weren't right for each other yeah and so it just kind of like ends but she is made out to be something of a villain in his personal Uh, jordan what do you think do you think she's villain or just kind of like not the right match I think it was more just not the right match because he was always like, there's always that connection between him and uh, Liv Tyler, you know? Yeah. Neither of them, I feel like he's not made out to be totally innocent though because it's true. Like when they're talking in the car, like they're both saying things to each other, but neither is responding to yeah. Like, yeah. either thing. <laughs> yeah. So, like they're just not on the same page at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to go back. So I definitely don't think that he's innocent in that, you know? No, no. I think they're just a bad couple. To go back yeah. to uh, Tom Everett Scott, Guy Patterson, uh, it was weird that we didn't see him for a long time, and then he was in La La Land, another movie about hey, a white yes. guy who's into jazz. Like oh. I was like, is this like his thing? Who, who, what does he play in La La Land? Uh, Emma Stone's husband. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I would have never it's, noticed that. I, when I was it's watching so La La Land, I was like, wait, what? Who? No. How do I know this guy? And you know when it like finally hits you, and you're like, oh. Oh my gosh, it's Guy Patterson. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's bizarre. It's so crazy. Well, and it's so funny because like he's all into the jazz club and stuff. Like, I, I it had to have been an intentional like homage, right? Yeah. Yeah. I read an interview with Damien Chazelle, and he said that it was intentional. Okay. Oh, okay. Good. So yeah, I which is kind of so cute. I really like that. Um, yeah. Liv Tyler. <laughs> First of all, like she's like twelve years old she's in this. Twelve. And have you guys seen her apartment tour? I have watched the apartment tour video a hundred times in the last month. It is the oh most bizarre. It is the most bizarre thing I've seen since the Lizzie, Lindsay Lohan dance video of last year that surfaced <laughs> from Greece. She yeah. look. It looks. She looks like Morticia Adams, and she's like walking oh, through her house in this weird. Jordan, have you watched this yet? No, I've only seen some gifts. Yeah, you I got, have not watched the full actual. You got to pull it up because you have to hear her voice too. And she's like walking okay. there, and she has like these weird long sleeves. She like looks kind of like, like a, a Halloween tan. costume. <laughs> and she's like, "This is where I keep my swords." And it's just the weird. <laughs> and she, like her house is weird. She goes up to the attic, oh, and there's like a creepy doll. And she's like, "I never come up here." <laughs> 
Where's the baby what? piano? Because we have children. <laughs> and like, what happened to her voice? Like, she almost has a Reese oh. Witherspoon lisp now, and it's just so odd. Um, what is going on with her? Is I don't know. Like it, a Britney kind of situation. Here's the thing. It doesn't seem like no. It doesn't seem like she's like losing it. It just seems like she's okay. weird. She's like ethereal and kind of kind of odd. Yeah, not like she's having a breakdown, but she's just a weird person and she's but settled think, into the weirdness. Don't you think if you're oh, okay. a celebrity, we just, like, never knew? Yeah, uh, although. I think we probably could have guessed that she was odd back then, but she was also, like, young and pretty, yeah. so she got a lot of passes. And, like, people play characters, and you think that they're their characters, but, like, think how weird a celebrity's life is. Like, how are they possibly going to turn out normal? Well, in her life, I mean, she grew up in the yeah. eye of, you know... Being Steven mm-hmm. Tyler's, Tyler's daughter? You're going to have, like, a weird life and a, a weird dad, you know? So it's not a surprise yeah. that she's just kind of this... Oddball. Oddball. Yeah. Bless her heart. She's great in this, but this that's all I could think of was her apartment tour the whole time I was watching her in this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, um, I'm going to go over and watch that, like, immediately after this. Yo, you need to. You will not regret it. <laughs> you won't. She's uh, she's 42 now. And she's uh, she's aging gracefully, actually. Oh, she looks great. She, lo- she looks really good, but she doesn't look like she's trying to hang on to being 20. Yeah. Like, she looks like a 42-year-old woman who's taking she's care of herself. She's in Ed Astra. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. Jordan, have you seen it? No, I, I haven't seen it yet. But okay. I did see, I mean, in the trailer, she looks like still pretty youthful, you know? Yeah. Mm. She did all the Lord of the Rings stuff. Yeah, but that's been 15 years ago. I know. Now. We're getting so... I mean, oh she gosh. she was still in her 20s when that happened. Really? When it started, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That oh. is crazy. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> um... Watching this last night, I was, like, really with the movie, really into it until, like, the last 15 minutes. Oh, same. And then I was like, I don't know about this ending. And it's not even, like, the part in the recording studio. Like, I think that's kind of like, that happens. Bands break up. Uh, it's more um, Faye and Guy getting together. Not that I don't want them together. I just felt like it was very last minute throw mm-hmm. them together. Yes. Because there's not a lot of buildup to that. You see them interact a bit here and there, but it's not particularly romantic. It's more just a mechanism to show that he's more thoughtful than her boyfriend who doesn't seem to care about her. Yeah. But I don't think the mm-hmm. love story was necessary to this movie at all. I kind of wish that yeah. they that, that had just been a friendship and they hadn't bothered trying but to make it more. But do you think a studio in the 90s would have done that? No, I don't. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, what do you think about the love story? Yeah, I feel like it's something that, like, obviously I like them together because, like, watching this as a kid, that's just kind of how it happened. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't think that it's that necessary. I do think, because I love the studio scenes at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I don't, I also, I agree. I don't think that's necessary. Because yeah. I do like their friendship. I like that they kind of have each other, even though we don't really see enough of that throughout the movie. Yeah, and, um, you, you see him. Yeah. You see him helping her get past the the guards when they're running through the crowds, and she gets caught, and they won't let her into the car because they don't realize she's with the band. You see him yeah, worrying he, about her yeah. being sick on the plane and telling her to get some rest while nobody else seems to be paying attention to that. But that all felt kind of older brothery to yeah, me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah, I that's wish a good point. I wish it had just been a friendship. Yeah, I, I agree. think that would have made it a better movie. I do. I do think Liv Taylor. Taylor. <laughs> okay. yeah. Liv Tyler's character served a purpose in showing that Jimmy is inconsiderate. 
um, yeah. and a terrible person. Yeah. So I think the character was necessary, but I think the love story between her and Guy was unnecessary. I think that's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've honestly never really thought about that, but I completely agree. Oh, well, I'm glad we're all on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, there are a few lines from this movie that have just really stuck with me over the years. Cap and Geech in the Shrimp Shack Suitors. Mm-hmm. Iconic. Oh, my gosh. Looks like Lenny's Iconic. going fishing. When Lenny's playing Go Fish. <laughs> oh, yeah. With the men in the booth. Oh, yeah. Completely so... irrelevant. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> it's so funny. My, my favorite line of the movie is when the cranky dad who owns the shop, whatever that is, um, says... He's like reading about his competitor in the newspaper and reads that the competitors open on Sundays. And he says, I don't know if I want to live in a country where you have to stay open on a Sunday to do business. I love that like cantankerous dad. Yeah. It's oh it's gosh. so comical that it's you can't take it seriously. Like nobody is that yeah. way to that level. But like whatever. When, I just uh, go with it. When they when so guy leaves and they're like, Well, your brother really left us an alert. You just got a promotion. She says, Oh, you're gonna start paying me? <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Guy's sister. I would love to know more about her. Yeah. I want I want a spin off. <laughs> Let's have a sequel. Okay, question. She when gets all... really into knitting and becomes like a world famous knitter. I hope so. Yeah. When they're all watching the TV appearance, mm-hmm. uh, that family and the bass player who broke his arm is there. Yeah, not the bass player, the drummer who yeah. broke his arm is there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Are they dating? I don't know. He works for them now, so okay. maybe he's just like. I think. I think the implication is that he has taken the place of the son because he's now in the store with. But the I family. want them to be dating. I like that. I like it too. But it's like they replaced one another. Okay. I think that's what the storyline is. I like that he wasn't salty about it. Yeah. He was, like, very supportive yeah, of I the band. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I mean, and what else do you I, I read something once that someone was criticizing this movie because they were like, it's so, like, all the drama is pretty squeaky clean, you know, and, like, kind of ties up really neatly. But that's kind of, like, the charm of the movie for me. Like, oh, yeah. the dad ends up, like, they're all watching him, even though the dad used to hate that guy wanted to play drums all the time and stuff. But... Mm-hmm. I love that kind of stuff. Like, I don't, not every, I mean, it's a fake band biopic, obviously, but, like, not every biopic has to be super, super melodramatic, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a simple biopic of a fake band, and it's, like, easy to just settle into and be happy for a little while. And, Jordan, I like what you yes. said about it filling you with pure joy. Like, that's how I felt watching this last mm-hmm. night. I was, like, so happy. Yes. And I think part of that is nostalgia, but part of it is it's just, like, a really fun funny movie and it's it looks happy it's like a colorful move like a 60s colorful movie none of the characters are all that serious yeah you can't take any of them very seriously a lot of the dialogue is kind of cheesy i I texted meg last night i was like oh this is a lot cheesier than i remember and meg said shut your damn mouth i love this (laughs) and i said well me too but also it's cheesy like it's okay for it to be both I told Eli that um, this movie is what I base my personality off of in, like, fourth, fifth grade. <laughs> like, I wanted to be Lenny. I wanted to be Steve Zahn's character yeah. so bad because oh I thought God. he was the, just, like, the funniest. Clown. Yes. Yeah. Just so dry. So funny. Yeah. When I was thinking about my favorite lines, one of my tops from the movie is when they're on the radio and he's like, this one time we stayed up way past midnight and, and he, he just like laughing. starts cracking up and it's so funny. Oh I love gosh. it. He is just so, he's so charming. It's <laughs> really so sad he's not in stuff right now. When they ask his influences and he says Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That is hilarious. That is just 
like comedy gold. Yes. <laughs> and I wonder if any of it was improv. Uh, I kind of feel I like, like some of it might have so. been. Yeah, I like to think so. And I think. I mean, ugh, this is so funny. I think that this is a really strong first movie from Tom Hanks. Like, this is a... Okay, so what do you think about Tom Hanks as an actor in the movie? How do you think he is? I think he's great. Okay. Do you not? I I thought he... I think Tom Hanks has a tendency sometimes to overact, and I think that he does in this. I think he's too much. I think he's charming. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The the end especially. uh, Go ahead, Jordan. Oh, yeah. So I... I don't love Tom Hanks in every single thing. Sometimes I just look at him and I just see Tom Hanks like yeah. in whatever role he's in. But I actually do really like him in this. I think I like seeing him as kind of like, like kind of gruff a little bit, like the tough love kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know because I do kind of have mixed feelings on him like in general. But I actually do really like him in. This. Did you guys read his Maybe book? I just see him. Mm-mm. His book is uh, awful. No. Why? It's just what? like is really it bad writing. Like a, it's a series of short oh, stories. Oh. And he's like obsessed with his typewriter, so they're all done on his typewriter, which is like great. Oh, barf! I was really excited to read it, you know, like Tom Hanks, and then he he is not a good fiction writer. Oh, interesting! But like, oh, he, this no. is great. He wrote this, and it's great. So he, he wrote the script. Mm-hmm. Oh. He's the writer and the director. That is I feel interesting. Like, yeah, I like that this movie means so much to him because doesn't like his production company now is called like Playtone. Yeah. Huh. And I just, it's like this movie clearly is such a soft spot for him. Yeah. It was probably fun, really fun for them to make. I did not remember that Rita Wilson was in it. Yeah. In kind of like a scandalous role. Yeah. She was a fun oh, little yeah. pop up in it. Steven asked me if I'd wear that dress for him and if he made a movie. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well. <laughs> and I said, no. Sorry. You're on your own. Find someone else. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Thanks for yeah, letting us like know, Meg. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she looks great in it. She does. I love Rita Wilson. She, I do too. She can be in anything if she wants. Fun fact, according to IMDb trivia, Tom Hanks didn't want to cast Tom Everett Scott because he thought he looked too much like a young Tom Hanks, and Rita Wilson insisted. Really? Yeah. Huh. So. Weird. Thanks, Rita. Thanks, Rita. Seriously, yes. I'm grateful. Well, it really does look just like Tom Hanks in Dig. It does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hair. It's yeah. Yes, that hairdo. But, like, no it's one's so mad crazy. about that, you know? Yeah. Who no, doesn't love Tom Hanks no in Dig? Yeah. I mean, he does, Big does feature a child having sex with an adult woman, but okay. If you think too hard about it, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you don't have to think that hard, actually. <laughs> The right premise of the movie is that there's a child in a grown man's body <laughs> having sex with a woman. Oh, details. <laughs> uh, I, I think that this is one of the greatest movies to come out in 1996. A great year for movies. Titanic. Titanic. Jurassic Please. Park. Please Mars see. Attacks. Wait, Jurassic, Independence Jurassic Day. Jurassic Park was like 93. No. Yes. No. Hang on, I'm looking Look it, it up. Look it up. I think you're wrong about Jurassic Park. I think I'm right. Mm. Well, Na- 1993. Park, no way. Do you need me to show you the internet, Meg? It's I am sorry. 1993. 1993. <laughs> Maybe Independence Day. Is Independence Day is 96. Um, Titanic is 96. I think you've got mail is 97. Oh. So yeah, I mean, this was a good time for film. Oh, this no, was a good you've year got mail was 98. And this was one of the. I think this is one of the ones that's aged the best. Yeah. coming out of that year. Yeah. yeah, I would for sure agree with that. It's so crazy 
that Titanic came out that year. Yeah. Um, Because that one, Titanic has not aged well to me, but I mean, best picture, you know? So, like, that's crazy. Uh, If I were writing revisionist history, this would have been the the best picture winner of 1996. Wow. That or Mars Attacks. I don't know. Um, I would, yeah, I would support either of those. Yeah, both. This was both bangers. this was also the year that uh, Phenomenon came out, and oh. I was a Phenomenon stand as a, stand as a twelve year old. I had predicted that it was going to sweep the Oscars, and it did not get one nomination. Is this Matilda? Did yeah, Matilda, Matilda come out year. this year. Man, what a movie! What a year for movies! What a year for movies! Wow. <laughs> well, Jordan, it's been such a pleasure having you join us to talk about that thing you do. Any parting thoughts? Um, you know, I just, I legitimately still love the song. So I think I'm going to go listen to that, like on a loop for a while. As well you should. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I think it's great. It's like the greatest fake, one of the greatest fake songs I think I've ever heard. Yeah, it really and, is. It. Rem- I was thinking last night as I was watching this, this and the song for music and lyrics are like the two movies I can think of where they wrote a song for a movie for purposes of telling a story about characters writing a song, and it was actually good. You ready for another fun fact? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Fountains of Wayne guy wrote this song. Who's that? The Fountains of Wayne was a band who released... Casey's mom. Yes. Released oh. their first, uh, first album right after this movie came out. He entered a contest, the main guy, entered a contest for this movie and won... They were looking for someone to write the song, and he wrote it. And what a good job he did. That is really cool. Yeah. He really did. He, I mean, knocked it out of the park. I think it's so good. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eli, any parting thoughts about that thing you do? No, I just, I recommend it. If you haven't seen it, I think you should watch it's it. It's a great. It's a good family film. If you're looking a, for something to watch with your kids. Yeah, palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. you don't really have to think about it afterward. You're going to enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. Very quotable. Very watchable. Uh, Jordan, thanks so much. Everybody check out her podcast, Girl Meets Show. I assume, Jordan, you can find that on most podcast platforms? Yep. Yeah, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Yeah, all the usuals. And what, what's uh, it called thanks again? Thanks so much for having me. It's called Girl Meets Show. So we, it's all TV, TV related. Ooh, cool. So, yeah, it's really fun. We have a good time. Okay, we'll okay. check it out. Jordan, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. See ya. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, you too. See ya.